Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The actor that you just said, it just fell out of my head. Um, Rogan, uh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. I got Jonah yep. Hill for a long time as well. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's good. I get... um. Because, therefore, if we both get Jonah Hill, do you get Joe Gacy? Oh, man. I get Joe Gacy a lot. I think I've gotten that once, honestly. Mm. I think I've gotten that once. There was someone... <laughs> I just got bashed on the internet uh, lightly, not intentionally, but someone was bashing... Uh, someone was a transphobe, and the internet was bashing this person for being a transphobe, and they said, like wanting to dress like a look alike zicky dice so i looked it up and i was like oh no you know so I, <laughs> this person's picture is like uh and it's just like man you know man <laughs> you know you get from all things uh, <laughs> i've got a random mix over the years man. but it's it's great when you get the really obvious ones and people tweet them to you like they've just discovered the best gag ever and you go like, oh, no one's ever said that before. Yep. Joe, wow, I wake up to another 10 messages that say Joe Gacy on a Wednesday morning. Oh, wow, that's that never Jonah happened. Hill. What magazine cover was Jonah Hill on recently? Uh, I don't know. Was it like GQ or something, man? I was tagging that a million and one times <laughs> from everyone. And I'm like, dude, if you don't think I got that 45 times this morning, like, and now I'm up in my cardio by 45 more minutes today, like, <laughs> I mean... Jonah Hill's a he's a fashionable looking guy. Uh, you know, he's funny. You know, funny. Yeah, we, we, we got that. We've got that charm going for us. Yeah, we're fine. We're doing fine. We anyway, definitely be his stunt doubles. That's what I, we should do. I, we I multiply take, together. I take the money of being the stunt double. Oh yeah, yeah. That'd be fine. This is my a, buddy's a, cousin. True story is uh, Michael Sarah's hand stunt double. So anytime you see Michael Sarah's <laughs> hands, it's my buddy's <laughs> cousin's hands. That's a job. He gets paid to be Michael Sarah's hands. <laughs> he, why doesn't he use his own hands? I mean, that that's, would be the most important question of the day. I'm just, yeah, like, I, I get it. Like, protect the body with a stunt double. Sure. But hands? I don't know. I don't understand. It's, different. it's a different world, Zicky. It's a different what world. What is life? What it's is life? It's a world in that LA. But, hey, it's a very informal start. But welcome to Cultaholic Island. It's Desert Island Grabs. We've got uh, a very special guest now arriving on Cultaholic Island who's going to choose three wrestling matches uh, to watch while stranded here. It is, of course, uh, the man with no strings anymore. He is free and outlandish. It is the wonderful Zicky Dice. Zicky, how you hey. doing, sir? It's a pleasure to be here, although I feel like most of the world has forgotten about me lately. I'm still here, Tom. We're still rocking and rolling. We're still rolling the dice. I'm stuck on an island for a little bit. You, you... It's been quite the Monday morning here in Atlanta, and you stumped me this morning. You stumped me. You said, hey, 
Would you like to watch three of your favorite wrestling matches? And I don't know, you ever go to karaoke and you know these lyrics to all these songs, but then you don't know what to sing? That's how I feel. Nice. I mean, we're not going to watch the matches, rest assured. We're just going to talk about them. Well, good. Is that all right with you? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I've gone through the DMs and I feel like we tried to arrange something. I think when the when the world shut down and ah, think yeah. time differences meant we couldn't quite get it together. But yes. uh, we're, we're long. We're finally here. It was either you or Zick Dicey and Fanny Pack, but neither of those two were available <laughs> uh, this morning. I, but, I try not to hang out with those two. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Yeah. Zicky, you are having, I know you, you say you're invisible, but you're not invisible because you are just having the most fun on Twitch at the moment, more than any you know, wrestler. I, I'm really pushing it. And before Shutdown Tom, like uh, Effie had linked me up with Twitch. They were doing the sports program. They wanted to bring on 12 wrestlers and kind of push wrestling a little bit more on the platform. Um, out of those 12, Effie and I are the only ones that are still contracted with Twitch. My contract expires in June and... Being on that purple platform opened up a lot of doors for me over the last few years. Um, and I've kind of slacked a little bit because I can only talk to a red light on a camera for so long. They don't want to see me play video games. They want to see me push that envelope. Um, I've done that a few times with, you know, Ziggy Dice's Outlandish Paradise, doing some interactive wrestling on the platform and actually partnering up with Twitch to do that. Um, it's led me to do, I taught those uh, guys in AMP a big, successful youtube group how to wrestle in six hours um and this is all thanks to twitch i was invited to dinner uh with the twitch ceo a few months back and um it's really cool and it reminded me i'm like you know what i'm at this dinner for a reason my name's been thrown around so let's see what we can do again um so we're really trying to push the brand as a whole right now with uh my whole career i'll be honest i feel like i'm in quicksand a little bit um i feel like i've been left behind in the dust and it it eats me alive it, i know what i'm capable of and i think that being a self-efficient machine over the last few years because pro wrestling um, and outlandish Zicky Dice have been my full-time job for the last four and a half years. And I'm very thankful for that, but it's a grind. Um, so I'm really pushing that content back on Twitch a little bit, trying to branch out with the short form content and see how much noise we can make. Uh, I know what I'm capable of. I've got my whole DIY studio here. We can, you name it, we're doing it um we're dropping a zicky dice music video next week i got my first single coming out so doing some music uh called emergency contact that drops the song drops on valentine's day and the video will follow next week and um you know we've been releasing these vignettes um as of late um and we also started shooting a zicky dice documentary um about a month and a half ago so we'll be filming for the about the next six to eight months um gonna show another side of the dice and what really brought me to this point right here right now on this island so nothing going on then quiet no moment. no but you know what <laughs> you know what dude? i'm gonna be honest like i i still get left on red man i i'm not wrestling as much as i would like to and that 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 kills me you know i i my goal is uh you know i strongly believe that um i could be very successful on television weekly and i don't know what else i have to do to prove that uh, I, I was told the other day, Tom, that uh, Zicky Dice throws too many noodles to the wall and, he, and something that's hindered his career. What? 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 Isn't that what you're supposed to do? I'm, I, when I travel around the country, all these, all these shows, I see so many of the people that are the, the exact same. No, 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 no. I strive to be different. And if that intimidates some, like I said, it's been my full-time job. I, I have got a very creative mind. The difference between me and everybody else, if I have an idea, I pull the trigger on it. 
What a strange thing to say. Man, man. And I feel like I have so much more to prove, right? And where I'm at in my in my career, I want I want to go from the mid card to the main event. I spent the last few years making people laugh, and that's that's on me because I'm a naturally funny guy. That's on me, and I don't want to be stuck in that clown car anymore, Tom. I'm a two time national wrestling champ, um, for a uh, state champion, regional champion, freestyle Greco Roman. I was almost undefeated my sophomore year in high school, and it's just like I, I got to remind some people that there's more that we can do here. I want to take people on that journey that you've had to get here. And we want to, I want to, I want to talk on this a bit more in terms of where we go from here. But a part of our chat today is picking those three matches, those three iconic matches that you could quite happily watch over and over again while stranded on the island to, uh, yeah. to, to keep your mind fertile and furtive. Uh, the first match that you have chosen, Zicky, what would you like it to be? Oh, man. Let, let's go with the, uh, that Intercontinental Championship match. And uh, these are, this is Roddy Piper versus Mr. Perfect. Um, I, man, I, I love Mr. Perfect. He's one of my all-time favorites. I hated him when I was younger and you, and I come back to now and it's like, man, that's, this is what I love about pro wrestling. I really love that eight, uh, late eighties, early nineties to late nineties uh, vibe, man. Um and uh, this is, I don't know, this is one of the matches that brought me to the dance, really, and, and still keeps me interested. So, so. Uh, this was, um, if, if people want to watch this one, it's available. It's like a vintage collection one. I think it's been shared on YouTube as well. It's from January 1991. I, I have to stop the interview very briefly because a dog has arrived in the studio. This uh, is Gordo. Ziggy's he, dog Gordo is here. He's deaf. He's uh, oh, he was on me continuously, so he just wants me to pick him up so we can say hi. This is Gordo. Oh, Gordo. Hello, Gordo. Three pounds of mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gordo, meet Pablo. Gordo. Pablo, meet Gordo. You see that? Look at that. Dogs oh, and totally cats united in perfect. He cannot be, he cannot be asked. All right. There you he's go. totally looking. You had his full attention. Gordo watches TV. Gordo watches cartoons. <laughs> Gordo has, uh, he loves wrestling. He's, he's been to wrestling shows. He's had a match before. <laughs> um, I remember Gordo having a match. Yes, yes. He got in there with uh, Dylan McQueen, McQueen. And then uh, I wrestled Carly Bravo once. And Carly tried to snap Gordo's neck in a match, man. No, oh, monster. Absolute monster. Would Roddy, Pi would Roddy Piper have attempted to do that to Gordo? You know... There might have been a time, Tom. Yeah, monster might have been a time. What is it about um, about this particular match that, like you, to, to quote what you just said, there brought you to the dance? Man, dude, let's start simple. Like Mr. Perfect's colors and his hair, honestly, and and the the way he makes his entrance. You know, uh, chewing the gum with the towel, like that's that drew me in right away. And watching it back, and especially like as a fan now, right. Um, I, I love the pace of the match and just, eh, 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 man, and the crowd too, you know, no one's on their phones. You see all the flash photography still, everyone is invested. And I feel like it was, uh, for lack of better words, maybe a little easier to keep that crowd entertained. Cause they, you had less distraction from phones and things like that as well. And, uh, there was less out there in terms of regular access to wrestling. So you what you had was right in front of you at that time and and you were encapsulated by it yes. right and and just the pacing of the match you know and and, and the moves they 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 meant something and uh i don't know they, i really enjoy this it's two greats 
you know, a lot of character um, involved in the match. And that's, that's huge. You know, there's a point where uh, Piper's dragging Mr. Perfect by his hair on the knees around the ring. It's like, dude, that's, that's brilliant. <laughs> you know, like it's so simple. It's like, it's brilliant. And the crowd's going nuts. And, and you see Mr. Perfect, he's swinging, grabbing, he's getting dragged around on his knees by his hair. It's like, this is incredible. So uh, how old would you have been when this match uh, took place? Oh, man. So it was 91. Was it 91, this one? So Yeah, yeah, 91. Oh, man. Some quick math. Four or five, about five years old. About five years old. So were you, were you a wrestling fan at five at this point? Had you discovered I, it? I grew up in a wrestling household. My dad and my older brother were into professional wrestling. Um, I get asked what's my earliest memory of pro wrestling. And honestly, it's Coco Beware making an entrance. That's the first thing I remember about pro wrestling um and you know again the colors the bird the you know the movie like dude drawn drawn instantly that's it Uh, that's it's 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 an early memory of mine as well the bird especially so there was maybe something to that rock and wrestling thing in the 80s i'm just saying hey man there was something to it telling (laughs) you but the purists aren't aren't so much a fan but most certainly you grew up in a wrestling household uh, so wrestling would have been on all the time presumably yep yep um, had it not been, and had wrestling not come along for you, what do you think you would have been doing, Zicky? Oh man, I remember I just came across one of my elementary school, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it said an FBI agent or player. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I guess asking me then, I guess that would be the answer, you know? <laughs> that's correct. No, that's the, so FBI, an FBI agent. Yeah. So, so were you into the, were you, I, I'm just thinking then, so at that age, would you have been watching Bond films and stuff like that as well? Would that have been part oh, of the man. inspiration? Dad would let me stay up late and we were watching a lot of things I wasn't supposed to be watching, you know, <laughs> and still I, I've been called a sociopath as of late. I guess there's a rumor going around that if you watch true crime before bed, you know, you're a sociopath. So I guess that makes me a sociopath, but I'm just very curious, Tom, on human behavior, I guess, why people do what they do. Um, I'm wrapped up in my own little fantasy world full time. So it's like, I don't know. It intrigues me. And I think just solving the puzzles and uh, I think was what got me interested at a young age. So, and my, my dad was a police officer as well. And then worked in social services. My older sister's a detective in New Jersey. Um, and so there's kind of been like law enforcement in the, uh, in the family. I'm not an arc though. Don't worry. Oh, so I wouldn't yeah. have, it's fine. I'll, I've, I've, I've hidden the drugs for today. It's fine. Perfect. Um, but, um, so would that when your dad was a police officer and you mentioned that you wanted to be an FBI agent, did you, did your dad think maybe you might follow in his footsteps and join the force? Oh, I don't know. I was, I, I follow in his footsteps. I remember he wanted us to be, he wanted my brother, my little brother and I to be wrestlers. And um, my brother's two years younger than I, and we, because of pro wrestling, that's what got me interested in wrestling. Um, so, you know, he wanted us to play sports, whether it was football, wrestling, or, um and we went to wrestling practice and i and i quit i had to tell coach johnny martinez from the guadalupe wrestling club that that i quit um so my dad's like well you have to tell him face to face so we went to wrestling practice and i said he's like uh young zicky here wants to say something to you and i said i quit and he goes you quit and i said yep and my brother goes me too so that next week my dad came back and he bought my brother a pair of wrestling shoes and took him to wrestling practice but i stayed home and I said, well, I want a pair of wrestling shoes. And he says, we have to go to wrestling practice and not quit. Um, and that was what I did for the next 13 years, wrestling and then straight into baseball season for a little bit. And, and it was pretty much wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. 
Amazing. And I, I like mm-hmm. the fact that your dad called you, called, got you to call his, called the bluff on it and went to yep. give it up only for you to come back the following week. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I lost a lot of matches for the first four or five <laughs> years, you know, pretty much every single one. I was pissed off and a lot of emotions, but you learn about wrestling that it's not a team sport. You know, you rely on yourself and you push yourself uh, to the max. And I had a great uh, wrestling program behind me. It was the most disciplined I've ever been in my life. And um, I learned a lot about that. And I was able to start whooping ass like, you know, early on. And I was very cocky wrestler. Um, I, I would wait for someone to make a mistake and I would capitalize. So I was I wasn't pushing much. I'd be just more setting up and waiting for someone to make a move and I just catch them. So you so was that and that was was that recognized by your by your by your teachers as a as a oh. strategy you were? You would do a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. They try and talk you out of doing it that way and do it in a, I don't know, quote unquote, more fair way. And, uh, yeah, but you know what? I had my bread and butter and I stuck with it, you know, and there's sometimes it would, it would catch me. I, you know, you know, and, um, uh, but for the most part I had my setup and I just wait, just wait patience. All you need is a point to win a match. To be honest with you, you don't got to pin anyone. You just got to have an extra point, you know, and sometimes I, be one to zero, whatever. You see wrestlers come into the game now from all walks of life. How important do you think it is to have that sort of collegiate wrestling background to get you started in Man, sports I'm gonna entertainment? Be you. Uh, training at the Black and Brave, it kind of hindered me for a little bit. I remember getting very frustrated at training because for years I'm taught to slam the shit out of somebody, you know, and uh, there was a few nights where I hurt uh, a few friends of mine at training because you know, I, I, I had to reteach myself another language in my head when I was already fluent in one, you know, um, if that makes sense. So, yeah. uh, I mean, given, you know, being agile and, and, and cardio wise and having that mental drive and determination, sure. That helped out a lot, but, uh, and being able to move, I guess a little bit. Right. And, um, and, uh, I remember Merrick brave, asking me he's like have you bumped before and i was like no no i just a lot of things i did catch on quick right but there was a lot of things that i had to reteach myself um so you know a little bit of a, a imbalance there but we were able to get it figured out what took you to black and brave this is seth rollins uh training school uh, yes famously. i come from the third class of black and brave i moved out to molina illinois in uh 2015 two weeks after he uh cashed in and won the championship so i was one of 12 to be trained by a current WWE champion at the time, which is super cool. Um, what took me there is I sang in a band for a while, and I'm very thankful for that, sang in a band that was on Pure Noise Records called Heart to Heart, and we did Warp Tour and a bunch of awesome tours, and um, I got sick of, <laughs> I love them all to death, but babysitting the rest of my band. Um, I was the one doing everything behind the scenes, and it got, and uh, everyone wanted to do the cool stuff and be on stage and be in the music videos and do the interviews, but they didn't want to do the stuff that, um that helps get us there or push us to the next level. So um, we were on tour uh, with four year strong and comeback kid. Um, and I was acting kind of heelish, if you will, on stage and the tour manager at the time was one of my best friends. He, he said, uh, I need to talk to you after, after your set. And I was like, Oh man, we're getting kicked off the tour. Like I was too, I was too rough out there, but everyone was singing along. I was talking trash to the crowd and they'd sing along. It was all, it was all in good fun. And he said, Hey man, I think you need to be a professional wrestler. He's like, I know how much you love it. I know your wrestling background. Um, he's like, I think you could be successful in the business. 
Um, so I sat there and I stared at him and I said, okay, I was a little fed up. We had a few fill-ins on that tour and I got sick of, um, finding fill-ins, to, to fill the space. So I text, uh, Seth Rollins, who I met a few tours before. And I said, Hey man, I want you to train me. And he said, ha ha ha. Are you serious? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'm going to be better than you are one day. And, um, that was nine years ago, Tom. And I've, uh, I've proven him wrong. He's admitted that to me. He thought I was going to come in and bullshit because of the band background and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I fly, I fly that flag proudly and, um, and, uh, breaking into the business at 26 years old later than I wanted to. Um, I wanted to be trained by the best and we can sit here and argue all day, but I think Seth Rollins is one of the best. Why did, um, why did Seth think you wouldn't take it seriously? I think coming in a little bit older, I think um, from what he had seen from the band and, uh, and maybe my behavior at the time and how I was, I like to have fun and joke around. Um, I, I thought he, I don't know that maybe he thought I was just going to come in and hang out with Seth Rollins for a little bit. And that would be that. And that's the case for a lot of these, these students that come through, they come in, they, there's a very select few of us that actually push and try and make a, a career and take our knowledge um, to the next level or to where we want to be. Um, and at 26 selling everything I owned after the tour and, and moving across country to some random apartment, I knew that this is what I had to do. And, I know my drive and I know what I'm capable of. And um, I was able to put all that energy into myself. And here we are. Obviously, your dad uh, was pulling for you to be a wrestler and your brother was uh, training at the same time as you. And what, what did he make of, of it, of you actually kind of going, following through on it and selling everything and moving to, 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 to my to dad, that dream? Yeah. Oh, man, he passed away in a drunk driving car accident when I was 14. Um and that was my sophomore year in uh, 14 to 15. And uh, that was the last year that I wrestled. Actually, it wasn't the same after that. And that's when I quit wrestling and, and um, found punk rock music and hardcore music. And uh, so it kind of changed my whole life. So I think um, I think he'd be pretty proud and not surprised. Uh, my dad was pretty outlandish himself. So the apple doesn't fall too far there. Um, but uh, my older brother seen me wrestle a few times and, and he comes out when I'm in the Florida area and he gets very hyped and very excited, very supportive. Same with my little brother, uh, very supportive, very proud. But uh, yeah, my dad never got to see me wrestle, never got to see this part. So, but you say that your dad was very outlandish as well. Is there a bit? Oh of man, he was, he, he was a hoot. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. He was a hoot. And last night we started watching uh, from episode one, married with children with Al Bundy. And that was my dad. And I see a lot of myself and like Al Bundy, that, that's the best <laughs> way I can describe it. You know? Um, so even just sitting back and watching that, it just reminds me of him, but I do see a lot of uh, him and me. So. Well, let's uh, just to dip back to, to Seth Rollins very briefly. Your second match does involve the man himself. Yes, yes. Um, this is from IWA Mid-South, Tyler Black versus Kevin Steen. Um, two of my favorites to this day, of course. Uh, but just watching this match back and having wrestled at IWA Mid-South once upon a time in my career, um, I, I don't know. I, I didn't know that indie wrestling really existed until like, I don't know, late high school, I went to an indie show and then um, Dragon Gate had come through my hometown. Actually, I think the Young Bucks were there and Kevin Steen. This is, uh, man, I have to bring up that that date on that. But I remember seeing that. And so, hell, and even WCW, we were a WWF household at the time. So I'm, you know, going back and rewatching a lot of stuff that I just didn't know existed. I didn't know there was wrestling in Japan too. I didn't know there was wrestling in Mexico at, at this time in my age, you know. So 
going back to rediscover and uh i don't know the whole indie vibe of this match and um i just like the flow and i like i guess the sentimental value of seeing how young they are here and where they're at kind of gives you that that motivation and that hope and um I don't know. They, they, they're very creative again. Different time. You know, here we are, 2006, I believe. Different time and still getting a little creative. So, what's a moment from that match that when you, when you recall it, always comes screaming to the front of your mind? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that the one where uh, Tyler Black does the backflip off of uh, my buddy Regal's belly? I think it might be. I think it is. <laughs> I just saw I just saw Regal um, and, that, and and that's the thing, too. I went uh, two weeks ago. I was a surprise entrant at the SCW um, Battle Royal, which is Black and Braves promotion, Scott County Wrestling. And I haven't been there in forever. And uh, uh, the guy who uh, Tyler Black does the backflip off does uh, commentary there. So he's a good buddy of mine. So it, I don't know that that makes it really cool too, like being at this point in time and even. I guess every time I rewatch the match, there's, there's a different element to it, to why I like it or, or what makes it special. Right. It might not even be the match itself at this point, Tom, to be honest with you. It's just the, uh, the, the everything that comes from it and the inspiration that comes from it, as opposed to Absolutely. the match itself. What, what, obviously you've, you've, you were, you were part of a prestigious class in, uh, in the black, in, in the school, in the black and brave, but what made you, turn up for the battle royal the other day because that was a genuine surprise that you rocked up in the battle royal. yes i reached out to merrick and i a few months back and i said hey man i'm dying to come back you know i flew myself there um i showed up basically nearly pro bono um and uh it, it meant a lot to me to meet another new trainees and some of the the newer students and to be able to come back and say like hey man if you if you really focus and listen, uh, you can, you can do something in this business, you know? So when you graduate black and brave, you get one match and you're in the black and Bay brave, uh, battle Royal. Right. And then other than that, you're on your own. They don't help you get bookings. They don't help you with any of that, you know, and hell, they don't even, you know, you work on character a little bit and stuff. And when, once you go out there, that's like, Oh shit, they didn't train me how to do all this. Plus be a character at the same time, you know? So that's on you to find work and, and get out there. And I, I really, um, I, I take pride in that and, and my drive. And I do think that they should put a Zicky Dice statue up in the training facility. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's perfectly reasonable. <laughs> I've had this inside joke and I think I'm going to do it. I don't think the uh, America uh, Rollins will watch this. So I think I should just at least send them a cardboard cutout of myself and have someone there to film it when it arrives. <laughs> I think next time you're in the area, you should just have like, I, you a, know, take, take a cardboard cutout and just hey, leave man. it at the front door. <laughs> right. Right. Have lights and behind everything. And these students are lucky now. They have their own black and brave training facility. They got black and brave barbells. Uh, there's a coffee shop right next to that. We didn't have that when I was training. We had to set up and break down the ring every day out of Quad City CrossFit. Rain, shine, snow, you name it. Um, and it was very tough. On top of that, you know, uh, Rollins is, a, is CrossFit Jesus. So we had to do CrossFit five times a week. And and then you're training for a few hours. It's very tough, man. And you see people leave training and you your group of 19 dwindles down to 12 sometimes six sometimes eight and you're like damn it another person that can't help break down the ring you know <laughs> that's what we were mostly sad <laughs> <chatting> about <laughs> one less person to do to do breakdown at damn the end it. of the night you know yeah, yeah. livid so. absolutely livid um what's a piece of advice that that seth rollins gave you that has stayed with you oh man shut up and listen 
or I'm saying, you know, and that's, yeah, I've been a lot of years and, and, you know, when I go work at uh championship wrestling, um, I bust my ass there and I'm able to produce and help agents some matches now and, and help behind the scenes. Cause I know there's a point in time where I'm not going to be in front of the red light, but doesn't mean I can't make money in the business behind it. So that's part of shutting up and listening. I hang out in the right spots that are going to joke around um, by the production truck or, or by creative and just really soaking up as much information as I can. Um, so is there a particular uh, element of the behind the scenes that you are particularly in love with doing? I imagine you're great as a producer. I love um, I've got a very creative mind and it's it's like a very fast pinball machine at all times. Um, I love loading up my plate and being able because I, I can handle that. I can handle the stress. I can handle um, doing multiple things at once. And I really love bringing something together and then seeing it uh just seeing it come to life uh i just think it's a beautiful art in itself you know um and i, I think that's a lot of fun i i really love um trying to push the creativity a little bit and, and seeing what we can do to be different millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You've been, I think it's about six months since you signed off with Impact Wrestling. Yes. Um, I want to bring this up because in the last uh, in the last few days it was announced that Scott DeMore was done with uh, Impact Wrestling, somebody that many uh, have, have come out and paid tribute to, uh, seen as a, as a guiding force for Impact Wrestling. What are some of your memories of working with Scott? Oh, man, let me grab this off my wall here. <laughs> He's got a picture. I think it's a This picture. was taken uh, on my last day there, um, and I printed it out. Oh, wow. And it's a really lovely picture. One of the producers, and, uh, you know, I have a lot of cool photos here either the fans have given me or important moments. And this is a very, this isn't from a promo. This isn't from a segment. This is from a deep heartfelt conversation. And what he told me right here is like, Hey man, like the nest is open. This is open. The door's not closed for you. Um, I, I really thank you for everything you've done. And uh, I look forward to seeing what you do next. And uh, a buddy of mine sent me this picture after, and it was a very hard pill to swallow. You know, um, I, I didn't say bye to a lot of my friends that day. I just kind of just left. It was, it was heavy, man. And uh, so it's time to leave the nest and see what Zicky can do. And, and Scott, I, I, what I think a lot of people don't realize is, is how much he actually does behind the scenes. Um, it's not just a 
TV president role, you know, he, he's sitting there manning the battle station or helping with creative or in the, he's the first one in the building, last one out, you know, like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be some big shoes to fill. And that came as a big shock. And uh, I hope Scott's doing all right. Um, he's he's got, he, again, got a very creative mind and, and loves the business and he's got a big heart and he's a genuine person. And I think that's what I look for most. Were you surprised that your time at impact came to an end? Yes, I was. How far those conversations got about you sticking around? Had they? Um, so I had shown up and Swinger and I were in a program and um, I was like his special guest referee and I came to work and they had mentioned that um, <laughs> well, a buddy of mine was like, hey, what's up with the booking? And I said, huh? And he says, uh, um, yeah, you're in a match with a loser leaves impact and uh, with Swinger. And I was like, whoa, all right. So Swear and I rumored together. I brought it up to him. And uh, that next day, Dreamer had pulled me aside and we went for a walk and uh, we had a talk. And um, he basically said they don't know what to do with the character or the act at the moment. And he thought that I would be a great uh, heel manager or commentator. And I replied, I totally agree. And he goes, really? And I said, yeah, in about 12 years from now. And uh, <laughs> I feel like I have a lot more to show, you know, and I, I, I showed up, I, I did what I was told. I never gave any flack back. And I was just waiting for that moment to showcase what outlandish Zicky Dice could really do, you know, being under the learning tree with Brian Myers and then being part of Swingers Dungeon, you know, I was always just kind of like uh, just there. And um, I feel that we look at Zicky Dice through different lenses. And I feel that I have to remind people uh, what I'm capable of. And I think that's, that's from my time there. And same with NWA, you know, like um, I didn't get my, the, the title reign I, I truly deserved, or I was capable of doing with that NWA television championship. And that's because of COVID and everything slowing down. So, um, you know, I, I, there's always something to learn, right? Shut up and listen. So what, what did I learn from this? I'm still young. I'm in my prime. Um, I'm doing everything in my can, I can in my power to show how much of an asset I can be to any company. And you know what, Tom, if that call never comes, that's going to be a hard pill I have to swallow, but we'll be just fine. And I have been for the last five years. So you've made a very, you've made it very clear that you know your voice which is made to that comment that you said earlier even stranger how someone accused you of just th throwing as you to quote you throwing noodles at the wall and seeing what sticks when really i've always feel like you've always known who outlandish sicky dice is and other people haven't really been able to click into it i just yeah i just haven't had i, I feel the right stage to demonstrate that um I, I know I'm a master of the microphone. I know what my character's capable of. And I feel that I need to turn up the in-ring work now and really show. And I, I, I need a few staple matches, I feel like, to help me get there and to help me uh, just really show this different side. Um, I hired Cesar Bononi as of late and what he done with Ethan Page and his body. Um, I'm on a new transformation as well. I've tattooed my throat, tattooed my chest. Don't do the blonde hair anymore, you know, really trying to just showcase what i think outlandish zicky dice is we've done we've done the fun and games i feel like i've tried to serve everyone what they've seen so now it's time to bring out the main course and um when it comes to the main course is there a particular trajectory you'd like to send it on um or is it a case of i go i go back and forth on this a lot tom i do um ask me what my dream match is it's seth rollins versus zicky dice and how do i make that happen Right. Um, 
but I also feel that I could be a great asset to um, a spot like Ring of Honor right now, right? Not even AEW, but like what Ring of Honor is doing and really try and push. And man, I have everyone's phone numbers high up in the office of Twitch, like just waiting to, to team up and collab with someone like, you know, and like, why hasn't streaming wrestling been a thing? You know, now you see finally WWE going to Netflix. You know how long I've been singing that song, Tom? <laughs> you know, and like, and just doing different stuff. I don't know. I don't want to get, but I, I feel it's been a lot of, thank you, sir. May I have another for years, dude, for years. And it's time that I need to speak up and use my voice because I've pleased everyone though. But except for pleasing myself, Tom. And I, I think that over the last few years, my wrestling flame has slowly, slowly, the candles just flickering, flickering, but no, dude, let's give it some air and let's fuel this fire. It's go time. It has to happen now or it's not happening. Uh, you know, I'm 36 years old. It, it's got to happen now. Um, well, you mentioned about the the Seth Rollins being the dream match. Uh, there were conversations with Paul Heyman a, l- a few years ago, weren't there, regarding yes. WWE? Um, if you don't mind, what what sort of what sort of flavor were those conversations? <sighs> Dude, that's you know that's one of the craziest days of my life. To be honest with you, I was sitting at my desk where I'm sitting now. Um, I had gotten a random FaceTime call and I answered the call and it was Paul Heyman's phone in his cup holder of his vehicle and the angle coming up by Paul Heyman and my heart just stopped and sunk. And, um, I was like, holy shit. And he goes, uh, Zicky dice. I said, yes. He goes, my name is Paul Heyman in my head. I'm like, dude, no shit. You know, like, (laughs) and he's like, uh, your name comes across my desk a lot. And then, um, he asked me, he proceeded to tell me that, you know, everything I come and know in wrestling, he's had a hand on the last 30 years and, um, you know, but his neighbor doesn't care and this and that. And he says, uh, so I asked you, young man, what do you want? You want the real world or fantasy land? And I said, Paul, I want a little bit of both. Um, and so we kind of built a, a connection there. We still talk here and there. I, I sent him every vignette um, that I, I get. Um and it's been going on a little over three years. We've been kind of chatting back and forth, you know? So there's days where I get frustrated and I'll reach out to him and coach and try and ask for some advice. And he just tells me, listen to Rollins. He's a smart man, you know? And uh, it, it, it's hard because I know Paul Heyman's not FaceTiming everybody. And that was, I thought, you know, that the call was coming next. Hell man, uh, before Black and Brave, I almost had to leave Black and Brave because I was almost casted for the last batch of Tough Enough. I had seven calls with WWE, uh, multiple meetings. Um, before shutdown, I was casted for ABC's Card Sharks. I was supposed to be on this game show. Um, I was talking before my time at Impact. I was supposed to be casted for a show on Peacock, and I had a meeting with the Peacock board, and they're like, do you know that you're perfect for television? Has anyone ever told you that? So it's like you hear these things from the outside, right? But it's like, okay, so what's up with the wrestling world? I, is it because I'm not afraid to take the ceiling off of pro wrestling? If people want, you know, am I the best pro wrestler in the world? Absolutely. hundred percent. But I'm smarter because I can take the ceiling off of pro wrestling and make money everywhere else as well and bring it in and use Zicky Dice. Zicky Dice, and this is Paul Heyman's words, and I'm going to say, I'm going to quote it right now with pride. Zicky Dice is bigger than professional wrestling. That's what Paul Heyman said. And he says he doesn't say it all the time. And you know what? I believe that. I've known that. I've known that. Um, so, you know, it, it's stuff like that, that that eats me alive. Like here in the, why was I going to take this show on NBC Peacock? Why do you think? Who, who's on NBC Peacock? You know, there's, there's, there's 
methods to the madness. Okay. And if my next step isn't going to get me to television weekly, I don't have to freaking do it, dude. That's where I'm at. Like, what do I have to do to get to television weekly? It's so. you mentioned about like the, the about card sharks and <clears throat> other TV shows that come along. Um, when, how do those conversations stop? So you say you're nearly on card sharks. How far do you get in that? And do they give you any reason as to why they just go? I had nah. a date for card sharks. It was going to be my mother's birthday. I was going to miss my right. mom's birthday party to go play for a million dollars on card sharks. And I sent an application for shits and giggles one day and I had a call. I swear to you, I pushed send my phone ring and I go, hello. And they go, is this Ziggy Dice? I said, yes. He goes, are you really the man in that picture? I said, yes. He goes, will you dress like that? If you come on the show, I said, yes. And that's, that's, that was that conversation. Um, the NBC Peacock one, um, there was a show that just came out. A few of the guys were on it called the floor. Um, and they went out to Ireland to be on this Fox show. I actually got casted for that. And the casting agent called me and she goes, I think you need to pass on that. I have a bigger opportunity for you. And I said, okay. And she goes, this is a whole season for a show on Peacock. Um, and I said, okay. And she goes, I want to submit you for it. And I said, all right. She submits it. I get a call from the producer as well. And he's like, talk to me. So we talk and he goes, I'm going to move you to the next, um, the next meeting, which was a board meeting with everyone it was very intimidating there's just a lot of people with blank looks on their face and you got me dressed like this like hey what up you know and the guy says you know that you're the wild card for this show right and i said oh absolutely and i said okay so i had to move to the next step and that was meeting with nbc peacock psychiatrist and i had a two-hour psychiatrist meeting and that followed up with a 500 answer quiz of, do i dream of fire do i love my mother do I dream of car crashes? Oh, bro. The most, oh, yeah. The most random questions. And um, uh, it was, shooting for that was supposed to be in September. It got pushed back to October. I am now talking with Impact and all these other bookings that I have because there's a chance that I have to cancel bookings for the next six weeks last minute, which I knew was going to burn some bridges. So I started pushing NBC Peacock a little bit. And I said, hey, I need to know, like, are we starting this date? Is it a go? Is it this? Um, and, uh, it, it came down to the network final answer that I, I didn't get chosen. Everything else passed. You should have seen the, the background check that I've gotten on myself, my, MySpace, my Yelp reviews, my Google reviews, anything <laughs> I've done on the internet. Uh, it's literally, literally all came up. Um, it, it it's, uh, you know, so it, man, you, you hear so like that. It's like, it's those that they give up that don't make it. And I really have a good connection just watching LA Knight's career, man. And, um, and having him around. And I feel, feel strongly that like it's similar situations. Um, you know, they were late to pull the trigger on him and you finally let the dude do what the hell he's been doing. And booyakasha, you know, is he somebody that you speak to? Yeah, he, he was on the Twitch show. You know, I was with him around NWA, and he's a, a United Wrestling Network championship wrestling dude as well. So I've uh, seen him around for the last nine years, ever since I was in. So, and just watching that growth and and and, and being able to call him a friend, man. Like I was able to catch a what I go SmackDown a few weeks back, and uh, you know, and just seeing him and Joaquin Wild and and these guys that I've had these heartfelt conversations with that are there you know that are they're doing it it's very i don't know it it, it, it I'm, I'm proud i'm proud of my friends i, I really am and I, it just goes to show that dude this this can't happen this this can't happen
when Paul Heyman says something to you like Zicky Dice is bigger than wrestling, is it? Does it at any point cross your mind that maybe he thinks your path isn't in wrestling per se, but more in entertainment? Carly Bravo has brought that conversation up to me mm. uh, recently, and I don't like yeah. saying it because your passion for no, wrestling no, no, I know, I, I totally, I totally get what you're through. saying, dude. I totally get what you're saying, and again a hard pill for me to swallow, right? I understand. I hear Peacock, you're perfect for television. I understand. I understand. But what about my drug of choice? What about what makes me sane? What about all the pain and everything I've been through? And this is my release. You know, my favorite thing about pro wrestling is, you know, my favorite thing about Atlanta's Zicky Dice is, is that it's not me. It's not me. And that's my favorite damn thing about it. And if that's the way that I have to get through life and, 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 brush all my and shove the door on all my skeletons and blush brush everything under the rug then, then so be it this is what i want to do and, and maybe i my, maybe i enjoy the pain maybe i enjoy that that crowd feeling you know and people ask me is wrestling and music it's same drug different effects you know a little bit of different effects but that's my drug of choices i'm an emotional salesman and i want to sell emotion and i think the best way I, I do that is with human connection through music or wrestling um, and there's you, a bigger goal, you know, like I want to I want to start a nonprofit for kids that have been sexually abused and and give back like I envy John Cena because he's he's um, granted so many wishes like that's what I want to do. I want to give back, you know, and I'm not at the point where I can and, and it, it drives me nuts. Is Ziggy Dice bigger than pro wrestling? Hell yeah, but it doesn't mean we can't do more. I have X amount of time to wrestle X amount of time. I understand that. And it's now it's now anything they can do. I can do better. And I will sing that song until I die. What do we want to say to promoters, to mainly talent, but mainly promoters that think they know what Zicky Dice is all about? There's more than one side of the dice. And I, I think it's time we roll them. I, you know, and uh, I just, I think that uh, you need to reevaluate. And I, I truly feel that I'm the top of the next batch of, of indie talent that's around and available and, and, a, and a free agent. Um, and it's time to showcase that. And I'm, I'm willing to, and man, I mean, I'm, I'm talking to you from a black magic 6k pro. I can, I can give you a better promo than anyone else is going to give it to you on your phone. You want better promotion. You get my Twitch, you get all my, you get my, all my contacts, you get my social following, you get it all. It, it's more than just, professional wrestling and that's what you get with outlander sticky dice it's nice to put that out there and uh, i appreciate your your passion for it and yeah bill me for this therapy session will you <laughs> they do tend to become that these no but... and it feels good but but i'm, I'm hungry man yeah. i really am and you know and i it, it's uh, you know carly for example one of my best friends here been in the business i think going on three years now and you know, he's Ring of Honor AEW, and I'm so freaking proud of him. One of my favorite matches I had with him is uh, a BTI match from Impact, Carly Bravo versus Zicky Dice. I'm still very, very freaking proud of that match, and we blew the roof off. And it's like, you know, I've been in these situations of wrestling Keith Lee on Dynamite, and it's like, uh, uh, I can do this. This is where I belong, man. This is, you know, this is because this is what this is. This is wild because you've because you you've been. Uh, as part of Impact, and you've been as part of AEW, you've, you've you've been behind the scenes there. You've been in front of the in front of the cameras. You've been on Dynamite. 
and it just seems strange that you're there and then you're not. I'm not saying this to wind you up or to add no, frustration. No, no, I, I get it. I, I just, get it. And I, 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 want, people I want you to know that I hear you too. <laughs> yes. And it's like, do people judge me off a character I play? You know, I go out there and you hear people chanting, and you hear this like, and, and Tony Khan was so impressed with, with my match with uh, with Keith. Was it short and sweet? Yes, but I did what I was told. And I know how to freaking sell, man. I know how to do my damn job and I know how to do it well. You know, and and uh, you go to Impact, right? And uh, wrestling Bubba Ray for 30 seconds, Jordan Grace for 45 seconds. And then what do I do when I'm on these indies and I'm champion at these promotions? How do they book me? What do they do then? Because all they, they, all they know is what you've done for 30 seconds and 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's I, I, I respect the frustration of doing everything right putting every step forward, doing exactly what you're told, and them going, yep, yeah, great, no notes, perfect, thank you. And well, you know what? never getting a call again. Well, I just stay reminded of my, co- I remind myself to the best advice that I've gotten in pro wrestling, and that comes from Paul Heyman. And that is um, a no is a yes waiting to be answered. I'm like a hemorrhoid, dude. I'm not going away. You can tell me no, I'm coming back in 60 days. And I'm going to send you the newest vignette. I'm going to send you my, my newest body photo. I'm going to send you the newest tattoo I've got. I'm, going to, I'm just going to keep going, you know? And I, and I, NXT reached out a month before impact. Let me go. And they're like, Oh, how much longer do you have on your contract? And then you reach out and it's like crickets. What? What? Like, <laughs> I love this though. And that's what, and that's what keeps me motivated is like, behind every door you know what's behind door number three what's behind this and boom <laughs> One it of them. is it is uh it is ever so it is ever so frustrating for you and, um, and you know to those promoters tom all i need is for one of those goddamn noodles to stick one of them one and it's over so yes am i throwing noodles to the wall you damn right and one of them is bound to stick we have one more wrestling shaped noodle to throw at yeah, we the do. wall that was a real bad segue it's not my best but you know what even the world's best javelin thrower zicky sometimes yeah, they throw a javelin badly uh but, but um one more match for you sir we picked two out of your three matches for your and another uh favorite for a few reasons um rick martell is one of my all-time faves we have rick martell versus owen hart here um i've been diving into owen hart uh pretty heavily the last year seeing a lot of stuff he's done in japan i stumbled upon this match and excuse me i love i love both these guys very much and i love um just how this match is and 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 the work rate and and the character performance and um again it's a match that kind of these two guys brought me to uh the song and dance you know it was between this or a Rick Rude match, which I also love. Um, so I went with this one today. So obviously Owen and Rick Martel, uh, class acts uh, from that decade. When did you first see this match? Because it's not one that's ever popped up on my radio. No, no. Uh, I think at the airport a few months ago and I had it saved. Um, just these random freaking matches that come up. And you know what? It's like sifting and looking for gold because you find these hidden gems and what's what's old is, is new again you know you find just stuff that you can kind of bring and i can incorporate into the character and uh, uh you know hell rick rick could go rick the model martel could go 
And, uh, you know, a lot of it was, was his selling and, and the way he delivered his character, you know, and his little vignettes about arrogance and stuff like that. I was, I was drawn and, and, and loved again, hated him as a child, but love now, you know, you see the character work and man, I would love to do something with Rick, the model he's around. And that's, you know, Rick, the model Martels from Cocoa beach, Florida, Zicky dice is from Cocoa beach, Florida. We hung Ooh. out. Is Rick that, and I. So have you? Uh, no, that's a lie. Oh, but you could have said yes, and I would have totally beach, believed you. But that's why that's why I chose to be Bill from Cocoa Beach, Florida. Was actually because of Rick the Model Martel. Maybe put a call into Rick the Model. Is that why? So, so there's a, there's your there's your starter for ten. Um, when you, you speak to Rick Martel, say Zicky Dice, his origin story is partly rooted in Rick the Model Martel. Hey man, I'm gonna do it. I found his Twitter. I, I have sent a few DMs. I was really trying to get him and steve blackman involved in outlandish paradise and i will continue to reach out one of the two will say something eventually uh so i was wanted to bring this up right as we're coming to an end like what are future plans for outlandish paradise i know that on your youtube channel now you can oh, watch oh i'm the so show. glad you asked my god tom i'm so busy i forget things how could <laughs> i not forget that outlandish paradise 4 is coming up to momocon this year in may yes it friday, is saturday and sunday oh my <laughs> gosh i got a whole card to book don't release this because then they're gonna blow my twitter up and they're gonna try and get booked and i, I can't deal with that <laughs> delete this part please <laughs> okay tom future tom make sure that you delete this yep bit. it's fine no i make sure you know and, and <laughs> i would love to do i would love to get to the point where i could do outlandish paradise every other month like i said i've got a pretty pretty full plate but i feel that um um especially here in atlanta uh we're just lacking a little something and i think i can bring that um here so and, and you know and and uh, again i like um pushing the envelope and with my connections with music and wrestling i feel that i can bring a pretty cool show together um I, i'm looking to do something eventually thursday nights uh and i want no barricade around the ring you kind of give it that old pwg feel and uh you know that that's what i'm looking to do but as for now, we are running at MomoCon again. Uh, the last few Atlantis Paradise shows have over 2.5 million views prior to that. And uh, MomoCon was great last year. You know, we did uh, two shows a day and we had about 1,500 to 2,000 people surrounded. They gave us a bigger space this year and uh, we're looking to turn things up a little bit. So I am really excited to see what you do for Outlandish Paradise 4 because it's I think a lot of people may draw comparisons with um, with Joey Janela's Spring Break in the sense that it is a variety show of wrestling that brings the uh, the great, the good, the weird, and the wonderful all together. Mm -hmm. We've already put Rick Martel out into the universe. We've hey, already baby. put Steve Blackman out into the multiverse. Uh, who else would we like to see at, uh, oh, at Outlandish I've, I've Paradise? Got, I, I've got a list. I've got a list. I'm trying to see if Peter Avalon wants to get in a steel cage with me. Damn it, did I say that out loud? <laughs> yeah, I, I've never worked Peter Avalon. I've known him for years, and Peter's uh, phenomenal talent. And uh, I, I, you know, had a conversation with Ace Steel uh, recently, and he's like, uh, you know, I don't know what's up with you and Peter. I said, what? And he goes, you guys like literally have the pencil here. Why don't you guys just book yourselves the way you want to be booked for a little bit? And I was like, <gasps> You're right. But you know, I, you, you get so, it gets so douchey because you, you run into that everywhere I go. And it's like, I don't, I, I, I don't think I've ever, I've ever won a match at one of my own shows, dude. <laughs> no, you, you're not I, supposed you know, it's to. Like, I can't, I can't, I lost the evil Uno at the first paradise, lost to Matt Cardona at the second one. It's like, dude, I can't bring you in and be like, all right, dude, I'm winning. <laughs> you know, like, I, I just, 
You know, I've got. Oh, a you little should bit see what happens, Rick Martel. But I just, you know what I mean, dude. You've got to, you've you've got to lose to Rick Martel via arrogant spray in the eyes, Bro, um, and it. maybe a run a run in by Steve Blackman. Um, Bro, I'm <clears> telling you, lights go out. Speedball Mike Bailey's in the ring. Just just whoop someone's ass. Blackman's music hits. That's my vision, dude. Oh Come my on, God. Dude. Jesus on, Christ. Wrestling All he has to do is stand at the entrance, dude, and wrestling with. And it has to be Speedball, right? It's got to be Mike Bailey because it, it has to be Mike Bailey and Steve Blackman. That's Bro, in a lion's den? Uh, sure. I will build the lion's den, Tom. I will sell, I will chop down pieces of my house to build it. <laughs> Zicky dies. Can you please stop threatening us with a good time? <laughs> Appreciate yeah, that's, that's it. what I like to do, and that's what that's what <laughs> Atlanta's paradise. And I feel professional wrestling needs to be. I don't know if you have it over there, but over here we have Baskin Robbins that sells 31 flavors of ice cream, <laughs> and I feel that that's what pro wrestling should be. Um, and so, and sometimes that's booking things that I normally wouldn't be into. You can ask Brody King. Him and I butt heads about wrestling. We will never see eye to eye on professional wrestling. And we've come to terms with, I just tell them, dude, Baskin Robbins, different scoops, man. And I tell Speedball the same thing. Speedball, come up to me. Why, why this in the match? Why this? I said, Speedball, all due respect, brother, different flavors. You hear that <laughs> crowd out there? You see that merch line? We good, baby. We good. <laughs> if people want to uh, sample the flavors of Zicky Dice and, uh, and, and get ready for uh, a full serving of Outlandish Paradise. Where can they find you online? Let's throw Brother, people towards you, sir. I've made it nice and easy. You can head to ZickyDice.com, Z-I-C-K-Y-D-I-C-E.com. I've got a new single, Emergency Contract, my debut single from Outlandish Zicky Dice, dropping this week. Uh, music video following next week. And then um, at Zicky Dice on every piece of social media out there. Um, and of course, stop by the Twitch sometime and come get Outlandish. Uh, we are no doubt going to have to find other reasons to come back and talk because your your Absolutely. plate is very full. But uh, uh, this has been so much fun, Zicky. Thank you for spending time on Colt Arlick Island with us. Godspeed. Thank you for having me, baby. Stay outlandish. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.